Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. This week, we've got the Instagram expert. Seriously, that's her Instagram handle friend, Sue B. Zimmerman on the show. I first discovered her on Clubhouse and was so excited to have her on the podcast because not only can she speak to using Instagram for business, but she too was a product-based business owner. And we know how hard that is to find. Oh, and she's got a very no-nonsense way of sharing information, which I knew you would love. And I'll tell you, she really does know her shit. As an online marketing educator and no BS business coach, Sue has been named by Huffington Post as one of the top 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs, as well as the top 50 social media marketing influencers by Top Rank Marketing and Top Female Business Influencers of 2019 by Fit Small Business. Plus, her blog was ranked as one of the top 10 social media blogs in 2017 by Social Media Examiner. Whether she's taking a global stage or speaking at an industry conference like Social Media Marketing World, or even working one-on-one with her clients, Subi is driven to help business owners leverage the power of Instagram to meet and exceed their business goals. As a lifelong entrepreneur, she has over 30 years of business experience, and with her extensive knowledge and implementation of social media, it's her mission to teach, mentor, and empower others. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the show, Sue. Hey, great to be here. So as you know, all of my listeners are e-commerce businesses selling physical products, and it can be really hard to find social media experts who actually understand everything that goes into running a product-based business. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey and, of course, your story of discovering the power of Instagram with your Cape Cod boutique, Subidoo. Yeah, so I live in downtown Boston most of the year, and in the summer, I live at my house on Cape Cod, and I had a store called Subidoo for seven years, and it was there that I discovered the power of Instagram for my business, strategically using geolocations and hashtags, and knowing exactly who my ideal client was and who I was marketing to. And with that came great success in bringing in traffic into my shop and realizing that I need to teach people all over the world how to have success using Instagram. That was eight years ago. Were you shocked kind of that first time you saw, wait, people are actually coming into my store because I posted on Instagram? Yes, I was because at the time I was teaching social media and I was using Facebook consistently. I was using Twitter. I was on Foursquare and I was the mayor at the Starbucks. <laughs> I, know, I really was. I had sandwich boards and I had a very successful shop, but this just escalated traffic 
people came in and literally asked me for the thing that I posted. So I knew it was going to be a gold mine. That's so cool. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I had a brick and mortar too. I shared a wall with Starbucks. So if I did Foursquare, I probably would have been the mayor of that Starbucks. <laughs> I was in there multiple times a day. <laughs> yeah, it was really strategic. People found me because I went into Starbucks. So I did everything with a strategy in mind, but then Instagram came along and that was like the end all be all of like where to be to sell. That's so amazing. So I obviously found you on Clubhouse. So I've heard you talk about this a little bit, but I love your approach to Instagram in the neighborhoods. So can you talk to me a little bit about what the neighborhoods are and how product-based businesses can decide like where they should spend their time? Yeah. So as Instagram has grown through the years, they've added new features and I've coined the neighborhood Subi neighborhoods because I'm all about branding and being memorable. And when I first started teaching Instagram eight years ago, there was only 140 million monthly active users and now there's close to 2 billion. With that said, there are five places that you can create content. The feed, which is your evergreen content, the content that literally validates the promise that you make in your bio. Then we have stories, which is how you can amplify, promote, and broadcast the content in your feed and really capture people's attention who, quite honestly, just like being on stories. There's a lot of people that just like being on stories and not necessarily scrolling the feed anymore. With stories comes the opportunity to have like an avenue called highlights because when you share content in your stories that resonate, you can save it as a resource. And if you look at my highlights on Instagram at the Instagram expert, you will see a lot of resources that I've saved. And probably you could spend a good hour tapping through all of the content that I know will serve my audience. That is stories. And then we have IGTV video. Instagram is favoring video more than anything else, specifically IGTV. And I'll talk about reels in a second. That would be the second neighborhood. But reels as a neighborhood is really what I encourage my clients to focus on once they're comfortable putting their face on video. Because in an IGTV, no matter how many followers you have, you can drop a live link. That's right. You don't need to have 10,000 followers. And so if you're trying to drive traffic to a product that you're selling, you could talk about the value of that product or maybe how that product was created, give it some context and have a great call to action and let people know that you've linked that product in the IGTV. And then you can use relevant hashtags. And obviously I'm all about optimizing everything I do. And the one step a lot of people forget is to create a branded cover. So IGTV is like having your own TV channel. You can have series of content categorizing them and people that tap in and check out your IGTV channel automatically could tap into the next video. Like it automatically plays if you're in that channel. It's kind of like YouTube for those of you that don't want to go through all the trouble of creating a YouTube channel, which I will tell you is a lot of work. I do have a YouTube channel, Subi Zimmerman. IGTV is a great neighborhood to create that video content. And then the fourth neighborhood is Instagram Live. I brand it Subi Live when I go live. I go live every Monday strategically once I've dropped a new YouTube video on my channel so that I can talk about that content 
and give it more information. So if you're going to do a live, think about how it matches up to content that you've already created so that you're working smarter and not harder. And with that live, I often bring on guests. Many of you can bring on guests. And when you do, their followers will get a notification that you're live with them. So it's a great way to reach an additional audience. And typically I have two to three guests every time I go live. And it really does help me get a lot of new eyeballs on what I am promoting or talking about. And when I say promoting, it is literally my YouTube video. It's not something that I'm necessarily selling. I do treat my free content the same way I treat my paid content. It's all about value-driven content. So if you do a live broadcast, maybe you want to bring on the manufacturer of the product that you sell and talk about certain features of that product and give it more information. So that's live. And then finally, the fifth neighborhood is a reel. Reels is what Instagram is favoring the most right now. And you can create either a 15-second reel or a 30-second reel. And in my opinion, it is the hardest neighborhood to create content because you have such a short period of time to get a strong message out there. And let me tell you something, dancing and pointing doesn't cut it. So there's got to be some really good message. I have some great dance moves. I've got some great hula hoop moves. I'm jumping. I'm moving. It's kind of part of who I am. But let me tell you, dancing and pointing isn't how you do a reel for reels. And those are the five neighborhoods of the village called Instagram. <laughs> well, I love your analogy there and talking about the real piece. You know, I'm doing the reels too. And I'm not naturally a content creator. Like that's just not who I am. So it's work for me. And what I showed my audience, this was a few weeks ago at this point, but I had a reel that got significantly more reach than any other reel I had ever posted. But the people that were seeing it and were getting attracted to it were not my ideal customer anyway. When you are creating content for reels, and we might as well talk about it because it's the hot thing on Instagram right now. How do you make sure you're getting in front of the right people? Is it really just a hashtag thing? Does it have something to do with the way Instagram shares your content? Any tips you can give us there? It has to do with a lot of things, not one specific. One of them is being entertaining in a way that captures somebody's attention and using really great music if you're going to use music. And a lot of people I know don't have the music feature. Don't DM me asking me how to get it because I do not work for Instagram. That is like the number one DM I get. But it all depends on how short and sweet to the point you are with your message. And anyone that comes over to my account and sees I have a lot of reach and more importantly, engagement. I don't care about the numbers of people that viewed it. I care about the people that are commenting and relating to the content that I'm creating because conversations lead to opportunities and opportunities lead to conversions. So I don't care about views. I don't care about likes. I don't care about followers. I care about community members and opt-ins and emails. And so my goal and our goal as a company is to always create epic content that educates or inspires or entertains or does a couple of both. That's such a great reminder because we all get stuck on the vanity metrics. I know my audience does. I know I do. I think we all kind of just get down that rabbit hole sometimes. So really, when you're deciding what metrics you're looking at, think about the ones that matter for your business. So if you're a product-based business, your goal is to get them either to buy something on Instagram or to get them to your website so they can make a purchase there. And I'd love to 
hear from you, Sue. So when it comes to physical product-based businesses, how much opportunity do you see for them to make actual product sales on Instagram versus just gaining visibility and being top of mind for customers when they're ready to buy a product like theirs? How would you frame that for someone? I think that there's a shit ton of opportunity. <laughs> also, by the way, guys, Sue curses. And that is part of the reason why I was so drawn to her in Clubhouse. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to understand how to sell without selling. And you're talking to someone that is a shopper and you need to make it easy to have those shopping tags. Yes, you need to link it to a Facebook page and you need to understand how to do all that to have your tags appropriately there. But I spend so much money on Instagram. It's so easy. You just tap and shop. Like I don't have to go into Amazon. I'd rather support small businesses and people that have great products. And I've bought shoes. I bought a $9,000 piece of art that's hanging in my apartment right off of Instagram. Like you can make money if you know how to sell without selling. And what would you say to someone who's like, all right, cool. So I have all my products on Instagram, but nobody's buying them. Do you think it's most likely related to their content? Yeah, they're probably selling it too hard. No one wants to be sold to. You want to show the value and you want to share what is it about that product that's going to change someone's life? Or what is it that's so different? You know, I have clients that are jewelry makers, artists, photographers, and they sell because I teach you how to get very niche specific with what you're saying and what hashtags you're using. So, for example, if you're an abstract artist and you want to sell your paintings, there are restaurants that buy art. There are hospitals that buy art. So the hashtags that you can be using are local restaurants and hashtags that would purchase from you. It's not just hashtag abstract art because now you're in a hashtag hub with everyone else on Instagram. So you have to think about a high level strategy. And in my Ready, Set, Graham course, we teach this in nine lessons. There's like the foundation of understanding how to set up Instagram. And then we take you through all of the neighborhoods. It's about a nine hour course that really, I'm not like a hack master. I'm like, entrepreneur teaches you tactics that actually fucking work. <laughs> yes, I love this. And we're going to talk more about that. But one of the reasons why I started this business was because there's so much bullshit on the internet. Like, oh, do these three things and tomorrow you're going to be a millionaire in your e-commerce business. And that's just not how this works. So I love that you said that. So now we've got our followers on Instagram, we're creating all the content, we're selling without selling, providing value, all that good stuff. Do you have any kind of top tips on getting users off of Instagram onto your website? Yeah, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more than onto our website, it's to sign up for an opt-in. So we can retarget anyone that visits our website. And many people do visit my website because our blogs sit on our website. But we have two opt-ins that people on Instagram love and people on Clubhouse love. And one is our guide, subizimmerman.com slash guide, nine pages of awesomeness. It doesn't cost you anything. It really helps you understand my methodologies and the way that I teach Instagram marketing. And the second is our free training, subizamoon.com. I think it's three keys is we have a lot of UTMs, meaning we have a lot of different links depending on where we are talking about the training. And this free training is an hour long and 
at the end, there's an opportunity to purchase Ready, Set, Graham. And if you don't want to, that is totally fine. We are not high pressure at all. It's just the next step after you have completed the training and the thing that's worth investing in. If you want my continuous support in our VIP Facebook group, we have over 3,000 students and I go live there once a month talking about all of the updates. So if you want to be up to date with information and not have to Google it and you want to be in a community, I have a lot of artists and creators in my community because I'm an artist at heart and I've been featured on Creative Live with four different classes. So I've attracted a lot of people that are hardcore photographers or artists or DIYers because that's their audience. I mean, there's so many tactics and strategies Every little nuance matters. I teach you how to optimize every single post, every single reel when you go live. You know, everything with me is all about high level strategy. So let's say someone was asking you, okay, I'm doing reels. I'm committed to doing reels. What tip could you give them to help them get people off of Instagram onto their website? Well, you have to write a really good description and get people to want to take action. And you need to promote that reel in your story. And hopefully you have the swipe up. And if you don't, you need to literally tell people what you want them to do and why. What's in it for them? Why should someone sign up for your email list? Why should someone join your training or subscribe to your YouTube? It's not their job to figure it out. It's your job to tell them what you want them to do. And more importantly, what's in it for them if they do. So if you're selling something, you need to talk about the solutions of that product. May is Mother's Day. So talk about looking for the perfect gift for your mother. Why would she love this special soy candle or, you know, new oven mitt? (laughs) (laughs) Probably because it says something snarky on it. Those are the oven mitts that I like. (laughs) Exactly. So there's that. Anything snarky, I'm a fan of. I wanted to actually ask you, so at the time of this recording, I think there's a new thing. I haven't totally read up on it where you can't share your reel directly to a story anymore or some change that Instagram is making. And I'm sure I'm going to get questions about it. So since you're here, if you have any insight into that, um, I've seen it talked about a couple of times, and I feel like people are posting about it, maybe even on Instagram. Not true. I can still share. I mean, just be careful of your sources. Okay, amazing. Love it. And I know they were playing around with likes in the US too. I think some people lost them and then like two days later they came back. Yeah, Instagram reported that that was a mistake. So I would definitely check with TechCrunch or Instagram blog to get the accurate information instead of all the rumors that circulate. And I think too, we have to remember that Instagram, you know, they're a tech platform and they're testing things out and they're looking at data and, you know, they're just testing like I would tell you to always test on your e-commerce store, right? So we can't just like freak out after every last thing we see. So before we kind of wrap up, I always have these questions that I like to ask every guest because I feel like there isn't enough real talk on the internet. And so I like to always ask people, what is the biggest failure in your business so far? And this can be something that you tried and failed at in your product-based business, or maybe something you tried with a client that just flopped and didn't work. Oh boy. I've had 18 businesses. So which one do you want me to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) Something product-based. Yeah. So I was on QVC with a craft product 
double-sided tape and beads. And I had a business partner who thought she was smarter than me because she had a degree in marketing and I had a degree in nutrition and I was an entrepreneur. So she convinced me this would never happen today. She convinced me that she was worth 60% of our partnership and I was worth 40. And I kind of let her convince me of that. Good news is that when we were $20,000 in debt, she had to pay 60% of the debt. I mean, that was like the silver lining, but I would never be a partner with anyone unless it was equal. That's a little advice there. And then I used to trust people very, very quickly. And I trusted one of my employees who embezzled $8,000 from me and then skipped the country to Bermuda. So I've had a lot of shit shows for sure. In this business with Subi Zimmerman Enterprise, I can't think of one thing other than we've just worked really hard getting to where we are. And we've had campaigns that didn't work. We've had our ads shut off. We've had a lot of, um, I don't want to want to say fails because I learned from everything that happens. Like being an entrepreneur is a journey. It's not a destination. So I never take something that doesn't work as like personally or as a setback. Often for me, it kind of charges me to move forward. I know that didn't directly answer all of your question, but I hope that helps your audience. Definitely. I think that's a really important part is we're not all going to get it right every time. And Sometimes we're going to fuck up. Sometimes other people are going to fuck us over. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you just got to kind of like put on your big girl panties and keep moving. Like that's how this works. And it's hard, but it's so much more rewarding than punching a clock for someone else. So (laughs) I've never worked for anybody my whole life. See, that's amazing. I've worked for many of people enough to know that I don't want to do it anymore. Well, I take that back. In high school, I did work at TJ Maxx and I did learn how to fold towels and I did waitress. Like that was just kind of like my teen years, but I've always had my own business. Right. That's amazing. So she's been doing it a long time, guys, and she's had a lot of screw ups too. So whatever little screw up you've had in the last month or the last year, the last five years, you can keep going and you're all good. It's all going to turn out okay. How about something a little bit more positive? One of your biggest successes? This business is a huge, massive success. I have a team of 13 We've built over seven figures and it's profitable. So I don't care that you have a six or seven figure business. If you don't have any money in the bank, that means shit to me. So I have a thriving business and we are scaling, if not doubling, tripling this year. And I'm so proud of this because every team member brings their own unique superpower. And the more successful we are, the more of a luxury we have to hire people that are specific to a talent. Like we just hired a copywriter and we just hired a social media assistant to help with engagement. Cause my engagement is like crazy on YouTube DMS comments. I can barely keep up. And so I don't want to be having my face in the phone all day. So if I don't want something, my CEO makes sure <laughs> that we take care of it. And It's all been slow and steady wins the fucking race. There is no fast track to success, people. And there's no fast track to Instagram success. You have to put in the hours. You have to put in the 
consistency. You have to show up and be authentic to who you are. I know that everyone says be authentic. I can't stand it. But walking the talk in all that you do and setting yourself apart from everyone else that does what you do is always what I've done in my businesses. And even on Instagram, when there's like 500 million people that say they teach Instagram, I'm like, yeah, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love, love that. There's no one thing, of course, but what do you think could be the reason why this business, not that your other businesses weren't successful, but why is this the business you ended up with right now? Because this is the business where I'm making an impact. And I know that you all are selling physical products. I have sold physical products for over 25 years. I had my first million dollar business selling boxer shorts that I silkscreened to all the college campuses and to Disney. And I sold a ton of products at my store on Cape Cod that had a Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket vibe. And I loved it. I had jewelry, accessories, and clothing. And I love selling. I was the Girl Scout that sold the most cookies. Wait, the brownie. I never made it to Girl Scouts. And I know what we create helps people. And so there is no better feeling than changing someone's life and making an impact. And I have changed thousands and thousands and thousands of people's lives all over the world. So my global reach is crazy. Like, for example, when my husband and I went to Iceland, I literally had someone from Russia run up to me and say, oh my God, are you Subi Zimmerman? I need a selfie. (laughs) And my husband looked at me because he's not on Instagram. He's just on LinkedIn. I'm like Instagram famous, babe. Um, And no matter where I go in the world, whether it's Budapest, Israel, no matter where, there are people that know me and want to be with me. And I do meetups whenever I travel. So that's kind of cool. Like the ripple effect of the consistency of showing up and serving and people knowing who I am. And it has been happening a lot in Clubhouse because I get pulled up on stages every day to talk because I totally speak the truth and don't BS and people can tell. So yeah, this is where I'm meant to be right now. And I don't see business number 19. I'm kind of where it feels so good. And Instagram, as long as they keep on adding new features and keeping me busy, it's all good. Yeah, that's so amazing. I'm starting this business, which I started by accident, and I was doing it on the side originally of my full-time job, and I was working like 18 hours a day, and my husband was like, are you getting burnt out? And I was like, no, actually. When I get home and I start working on things for my clients or I get on a call with them, it re-energizes me. It's like the most satisfying thing I've ever done. So I definitely feel you with that for sure. And I hope you guys listening, yeah, you sell a product, but you are still changing someone's life. You are still having an impact on their life. Whatever problem your product solves or you're bringing joy to them, you're making them feel better about themselves, more confident, whatever it is, lean into that because it's going to be more satisfying for you and you're going to sell more product. So real quick, Going back to when you started Subidoo, if you knew then what you know now, is there anything you would have done differently? I probably wouldn't have had as much inventory as I had. Inventory is expensive. You don't need to hold inventory anymore. You can just pass inventory and drop ship. 
Yeah. Just in time inventory is your friend for sure. Knowing and understanding your numbers. And then last question, if you could give my audience one thing to take away from this episode, something they should 100% implement in their business, what would that be? It would be to come over to my account, the Instagram expert, and let me know what your favorite thing is that you learned today and be an action taker. I do a lot of podcast interviews, and this is always my call to action. The only way that I'm going to be able to connect with you is to hear from you and to see that you are interested in learning Instagram. And I have so many resources and opportunities, and you should definitely turn on notifications so that you can keep learning. Because learners are earners. It's just that simple. I'm constantly learning and growing. And like I said earlier, being an entrepreneur is a journey and there's no destination. So that is the advice that I want to give all of you. Like, let me know either in the DM or on a post. Yo, Subi, I heard you on this podcast. And you can even tag, what's your account? E-commerce badassery. There you go. Tag her. And let me know because she'll get a notification too. Yeah, for sure. I love take action. So one of the things about my podcast is I like everything to be super actionable. And my goal is for you to listen and implement. Now, I know some of you binge listen, which is amazing. That makes me feel so wonderful. But that's not what I want you to actually do. (laughs) If you binge, that's cool. But then make sure you go back and take individual action um, and definitely go follow Sue. So thank you again, Sue, for sharing all of your wisdom with us. I really appreciate you. Please just give a quick recap of where my audience can find you. And I know you have a little gift for them as well. You did already mention the link, but you can mention it again and I'll stick it in the show notes too. Cool. So if you're listening, make sure you grab my free guide, subizimmerman.com slash guide. You're going to love that. And what I shared about the neighborhoods, it's going to really be visually um, obvious even more. It will sink in even more. Sometimes you need to hear things or see things a couple of times. So definitely go there and then turn on notifications on YouTube. Every Monday, I drop a video under five minutes. I have over 400 videos. You can binge watch me there. And if you want my Netflix documentary that I was featured in called Follow Me, send me a DM and I'll send you that link. That's awesome. Thank you again so much, Sue. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you soon. Sure. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.